Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second, officially the second episode of the Work From Home Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Wilson, where I ask super adventurous and down-to-earth work from home nomads from all over the world. The same questions and the resulting stories are always different, interesting, and exhilarating. And today I have the privilege of interviewing the one and only, the Brazilian superstar, Brian. Brian, how are you doing today? Doing good. <laughs> now, tell, tell everybody, where are you right now? You're in the Silicon Valley of Alabama right now, right? That's correct. Huntsville, Alabama. I'm in my parents' basement, but in two weeks, I'm moving to Rio de Janeiro, so I'm just kind of holding Ooh. on for that. Yeah, and you're the Brazilian superstar because you've been in Belo Horizonte in uh, the state of Minas Gerais. Uh, you've been all over Rio. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your Brazilian experiences? Yeah, I mean, I've been kind of all over Brazil. Um, I've been to like 10, 11, 12 states, something like that. Uh, first time I went, I went backpacking with my friend. And then I ended up living with um, a family in like a not so nice area of, of Recife and spent some time there. Then I left. Second time, went to Floripa, where you're at. And then third time, came back, became the the king of Minas Gerais <laughs> until I got COVID and then I had to get evacuated. And then, yeah. uh, and then this will be the fourth time, fourth time going into Rio. Who knows how long it'll last. Uh, I'm gonna try to conquer the city like last time and then we'll see what happens. All right, cool. Now I, I just had a curiosity, you know, why Brazil? Because like, you know, it's just so everybody knows, uh, Brian speaks Spanish and Portuguese fluently. Um, I, I hung out with him in Mexico. Uh, I mean, just he, he speaks Spanish fluently and he tells me that his Portuguese is better than his Spanish. And I'm just curious, you know, out of everywhere in the world, why Brazil? Brazil is like the coolest place ever. And anyone who's been there knows that. Like no one who's been to Brazil can really talk bad about it. And that should get robbed. <laughs> but, like, that, that but I mean, dude, it's dope because like the beaches, they're like the best beaches. You know, it's like everything you could ever hope for. You have like giant like jungle mountains like next to beaches with like waves that are like so big they like scare you which i like you know like going to florida with like the little like the little one foot waves like doesn't do it but like being in brazil where the waves could potentially like like really mess you up right. i like that so the beaches uh the culture is like a fun open culture and then brazil is so big it's like five countries in one you know so oh yeah before you got to to the different regions you know the south is way different than the northeast which is different than like uh the southeast you know so it's just it has everything you could ever want basically yeah and just so uh listeners know brian is american born and raised in maryland um went to the university of alabama studied uh was it geography and then ultimately decided mm, that's not for me so then you started digital marketing which is what you do now that's your remote job uh, you did that while you were in Brazil, um, parts one, two, and three, I presume, um, as well as part four, which is coming up in 12 days. Uh, so uh, I guess, can you tell us a little bit more about your journey to becoming the digital marketer that you are today? Yeah, so, I mean, it all started on my first trip to Brazil when I was living with that family. I started teaching some English and I was teaching English for like $10 an hour. And that was going to like the rich part of the city and coming back um, included. So it was like an hour to get there, an hour to teach, an hour coming back. So I was making like $3 an hour 
and then I had to pay for the bus. So it was actually like $2 an hour, you know, and that's yeah. not a sustainable business model, like at all. Um, <laughs> so like, so I did that, no digital marketing involved. And then when I left, I came back very briefly. And then when I went back, I was same kind of thing, teaching English. Um, it was a little bit better when I went back. Yeah. But then when I left, I had to figure out a way to get students. And so I just taught myself how to make websites. My first website was absolute trash, but I somehow like got clients through it and then how to advertise. So I was doing Google ads for myself and then it just kind of went from there. And then I was doing that for a while. Then I moved to Columbia and then I kind of switched it around and had a girl give Spanish lessons to Americans and I was still doing marketing. And then that kind of worked out, but ultimately didn't. And then I came back to America, got a job. Uh, then I was in Atlanta for you know a year and then I kept doing that job in Brazil until I got COVID and stuff. Then I quit. Now I'm doing my own thing. And so far I like doing my own thing like so much better than anything else I've ever done uh, before. I like this business model. I like that it actually generates revenue uh, unlike my like past ventures. And yeah. I just like, I, I like just being my own boss doing whatever I want. And then, you know, like my income is directly correlated to like how well I do and not just based off of something like arbitrary. It's not static, like a normal job. I like that. It's not based off of, you know, like there are jobs where it's like, you just have to like sit in a chair, like longer than someone else to like get more points, you know, in someone's <laughs> eye. it's not like that. Is there like, like how smart am I? Like how well can I do this? It's not correlated to time at all. Uh, so I really like that about it. Nice. And I, I guess, you know, so you, you graduated with a bachelor's in geography. And then at that point, you're like, hmm, I want to do something digital. I want to do something marketing related. Uh, so I, I guess like one part of that is, you know, what you do now had nothing to do with what you studied, um, if, if that's a correct assumption. But then I guess like, you know, how did you go from point A to point B where you're saying, I want to be a digital marketer? Yeah, so basically I, I did geography and like the practical application of that is GIS. So geographic information systems, did some interns, internships with it and didn't like it. And it wasn't like going from like geography is straight to digital marketing. It was like, I wanted to live abroad. I think that was like the ultimate goal, like specifically right. in Brazil, I guess. So it was like teach English and okay, like that business model is okay, but like I like digital marketing better and it's more scalable and it's more interesting. And um, yeah, so it's, it kind of went from like geography to English to digital marketing. And was there ever a point where, uh, because now you're where we're sitting here, December 15th, 2020, 12 days before you come to Brazil and we party it up in Rio, um, side note. But uh, was there ever a point in your, you know, digital marketing career where you're like, crap, like there's a chance I won't make it because now you have your own business. Uh, you're also an Upwork superstar, which we haven't talked about yet. Because <laughs> um, you have your own marketing business, uh, Growth Galaxy, right? And um, I can include that in the link um, afterwards so that people know uh, for, for your benefit. And then, um, you know, so I guess back to the question is, was there ever a point where you're like, dude, I might not make it? Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, that happened a lot. Like, there was a lot of times where uh, I wanted to give up. You know, there were times when just like dark, very dark times. You know? <laughs> like, unless like someone's done it, like they don't know what it's like. But it's, uh, I mean, that's part of it, though. You know, and then yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the lows are low, like really low, and but the highs are so much higher than you could ever get. 
like working a job, you know, it's a trade-off. Um, yeah. You know, like jobs, obviously you get things like stability. So you don't have to worry about, you know, just the very lows, right. Just looking into the abyss. Yeah. But yeah, you know, but it's, it's worth it at the end of the day when you get those highs. Right. And then, you know, can you take us through like a turning point maybe like in, in, in oh, yeah. that aspect? Oh yeah. Dude, the turning point was this year. Um, when like, I want to be that guy, but it started when I started meditating, it started changing mm -hmm. the way about things you can be that guy meditating is awesome <laughs> I can be that guy because like i whole like everything i was doing like up to there like all my motivation was negative motivation pushing yeah. me the positive motivation pulling me so it was like i was doing all this stuff because i was scared of like the repercussions if i don't succeed what are people going to think i won't be able to do this i can't buy that whatever you know and it was all negative and it's just like avoiding the bad but then I started meditating and then, you know, reading things related to like, I don't even know what it's called, but the way that I think changed. And now with like, I do what I do because I want, cause I'm like looking forward to the day when like, Oh, I've achieved this. I can do this. Um, I don't really care what people think at this point. I'm kind of past the point of like needing like positive or caring about negative validation, yeah. but you know, but like, I all like positive, it's all positive now. And then meditating too has allowed me to just like, come out of like a fog in a way and just do things. And they think about things in a way that's so much more productive than before. I was just like stressed out all the time. Now, like the amount of stress that I actually feel compared to like when I started this company or even working on my last job or even the other company before that, I probably feel 1% or less of the stress that I used to feel back then. And wow. I'm obviously doing like a lot better. And I mean, there's a reason why, you know, because stress is not helpful at all. I don't know. It's um, not healthy at all. No. Yeah. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not helpful. It's like, it's actively like stopping you from, you know, getting done. We need to get done. So once right. I realized that I kind of felt like Neo in the matrix and it <laughs> just like fell into place. Honestly, like once you like hit that point, this is, you can pretty much do anything and not feel like shit, which is nice. Yeah. And what are your aspirations? Uh, you know, just curious, do you have any specific goals in mind for 2021 and 2022? Um, in turn, I mean, what I did is I, I went ahead and I broke out, you know, like what, where I'd like to be like revenue wise. Yeah. Um, by, by the time I'm 30 and then I broke that back down into like what needs to happen yearly and what needs to happen monthly. So, I mean, by the end of 2021, I'd have to look at the thing that, um, this, the sheet that I made, I don't yeah. have the number right here, but, um, at the end of 2021, I would be an actual business. Um, yeah, because right now right. I mean, I'm, right I'm, essentially, I'm essentially freelancing, but by yeah. the end of 2021, I would be, you know, like it would be like business level revenue and I would have, you know, people taking care of things. So like, I don't have to do everything myself and right. But everything I do, like I'm planning for scalability, like from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, so I don't know, I have, I have my goals and I'm just going to go for them. And then until I see something that would make them not happen. At that point, you know, if I if it's something that can't be overcome, obviously, it's better to to adjust, you know, and to right. do what's possible. But which is normal. It's a very vague right. answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, I mean, but it's a good mean, answer. But that's something that's hard too, because like on on one, there's like two sides. It's like on one side you set a goal and like you're gonna try to hit it. On the other side, it's like, you know, if this is something that like cannot be achieved and you're gonna like sacrifice your own well being for something that like you know you can't achieve just to like prove something to yourself. You know, so it has to yeah. be like, like something in the middle. There's, I don't think there's really like a right answer on 
in terms yeah. of like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, with, with digital marketing, you can work anywhere. Um, you can be a digital nomad. Uh, in fact, you're, you're working right now from home, from your actual home. In 12 days, things are going down in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil uh, because you're coming to the beautiful city, uh, but you're going to continue working. So just curious, um, how do you stay disciplined? Uh, you know, you're, you're in a beautiful city. You're, you're in Party Central. Uh, there's beautiful girls all around. You know, how do you stay focused and say, you know what, I want to hit my goals. I want to hit the, my targets, the revenue numbers uh, that you just, just mentioned um, for your 2021 goals and 2022 goals. Yeah, I mean, that's another big skill that's not easy for a lot of people. I mean, the work has to come first, but at the same yeah. time, like, you have to enjoy yourself because, I mean, dude, you only live once. Like, do you really want to? <laughs> like, I love it. You know, yeah. like, okay, I don't even want to sacrifice, like, one day of my life to – Anyway, um, so it's a balance, and, it, and it's a balance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard for some people. I think for me, I've just been used to it because I've been used to doing my own thing for so long. Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, kind of like bringing it back to the goals. Like, you know, you have the goals of like what needs to be achieved and then place those above everything else, but still have a good time, you know. And if it's getting out of right. control and you're working like 13, 14 hours a day, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously you, you need to change something, but I mean, you know, yeah. like in Mexico, like when we wanted to do stuff, like a lot of times I was like, I don't know, like I have a lot of calls or like I have to finish some stuff up and like you can go surfing after or like I can't right. <laughs> you know, today, let's just do it tomorrow. Um, it's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can do what you do uh, in Huntsville and anywhere in the United States, uh, but you choose to do all this abroad uh, yeah. and, and you know, what's, what's the joy that traveling gives you? Well, I really like Latin America. I really like the culture. I really like the weather, yeah. the food, I like party scene. I like everything about it. And I mean, let's be honest. It's like a really good bang for your buck as opposed to living in America. Like, yeah. like are you kidding me? Like, uh, like, now, can you like, say, can you describe that a little bit? Because, you know, for, for those who, for the listeners who don't know, you know, the, the Airbnbs that you pay here um, doesn't matter in uh, Latin America, the majority of Latin America, you're, you're not paying $500 US dollars a month for a really nice place, typically speaking. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about that? I mean, it, it all depends on the city, right? Like mm-hmm. going to like Zona Sul and Rio is going to be like pretty expensive, but at the same time, like you know, like that Airbnb that my, fr- my friend and I are getting where it's like literally a, like a, a penthouse and there's like a little pool on the roof and it's like less expensive <laughs> than like my apartment in Atlanta, which I assure you, <laughs> yeah. did not, it was not a penthouse and did not have a pool on the roof. Um, but I mean, some places like your buying power, it's just, it's just insane, you know, like yeah. out in the country, smaller places that people have maybe even never heard of, but are like giant cities still. Yeah. So I mean, and then, you know, and like you can eat out, you can live really well, like you can travel, like literally like fly somewhere like every other weekend. And like all this is on like, uh, like an average American salary, you know? So yeah. I don't, dude, like post COVID, I think a lot of people are going to come down because they're going to realize yeah. that like, it just doesn't make sense. Like why you wouldn't do that. If, you yeah. Know, if you don't have like the, um, you know, if you're not like tied down with stuff. Right. Why are you paying $2,000 for rent a month in San Francisco when you can be going place to place without a contract uh, over Latin America. I think 
you know, that at least that's my mindset too. Um, I lived in San Francisco for almost two years and I, I can attest to that. It's just really nice being able to have that luxury uh, here in Latin America. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just curious with digital marketing, was there ever a point where you're like, maybe I'll try something different. Maybe, uh, you know, what were the options? Uh, if it wasn't digital marketing, what would it be? <coughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of like, I like the idea of coding. <clears throat> Excuse me. Coding. Yeah. Cool. I've, kind of, I've tried to get into coding a couple times. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I like it and it appeals to me. And like, if I was starting from scratch, uh, that's probably what I would do. But at this point, I'm just too deep. I'm like way too deep. To <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but I mean, I've had some ideas for some other businesses um, that I could do at this point and that I think would honestly probably work out. Um, but I'm just going to stick with it at this point, stick with this company that I'm building and, and see what happens. But I think that a lot of the skills that you get, like building a company, yeah. translate to starting some other kind of venture or just like some kind of like side hustle or like another company, even if it's not related, you know, right. But at this point, it's just full steam ahead. Yeah. And let's go back to Brazil. Uh, let's again, Brazil. let's uh, like figuratively and literally. Uh, <laughs> so you've been to Brazil three times already. You're, it's going to be the, your fourth, uh, you know, Take me to the first time when uh, you went to Brazil. Uh, what was going through your mind? Were you nervous? Uh, did you speak any Portuguese? Uh, what was that like? Yeah, so the first time I went, I knew basically, I knew most of the Portuguese that I know now. I learned a lot in uh, in Alabama before I left because there was Brazilian. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> program Ciencias Sin Fronteras, uh, Signs Without Borders. Okay. which like, the government stopped uh, while I was in school, but like I learned a lot of Portuguese hanging out with them. So like when I flew down, like I knew, like I knew a lot of Portuguese. So I, I wasn't worried about that, but I just didn't know what to expect, you know? And then just coming out of the airport on that first day um, after not sleeping mm. and like never seeing, you know, like actual poverty before. And then you come out and there's just like, you know, the, the, the mountains of favelas and people walking around like the street with like no shoes and like, running between cars on the highway and like doing shit you would never see in America, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, that was a big shock to see that because you, you don't see that kind of shit here. And then, I mean, after I got used to that, then that was pretty good. But yeah, yeah, that, that initial shock was quite jarring. And you weren't nervous at all? I mean, were you thinking, oh God, is this Brazil? This is, this is the jungle or uh, I'm going to get robbed or did you have any of those negative thoughts? I wasn't as nervous as I should have been. I did, things, <laughs> I did things I shouldn't have done, but I didn't, I never got robbed. I never got like attacked and like, you know, yeah. I, I got pretty good. Yeah. I think if you know, like if you know, or like know someone who knows the deal and like, they really like explain like what to do, what not to do before you go, you'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, but you can't just show up thinking it's like New York city, you know, and like doing <laughs> right. City, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. And I think I already asked this question, but I guess I'm not, it's not really clicking in my head. You know, why Brazil? Why not Argentina? Why not Chile? Why not Colombia? Why not Mexico? You know, you mentioned you like Latin America, um, but why specifically Brazil? 
So, so let's see. So Brazil versus like other countries in Latin America. Yeah. We could, we could break that down. The beaches, <laughs> like, beaches are better than anywhere else. I mean, Mexico, Mexico is probably second, I guess, but the beaches of Brazil are just way better. I really like the beach. Uh, number two, I like Portuguese. I speak Portuguese way better than Spanish because you don't have to roll the R's. And so it, I don't sound like gringo when I speak Portuguese. <laughs> I like you probably that. still do, but. <laughs> well, yeah, less so than Spanish. And I, yeah. I don't know. I like the culture. Like, it just makes sense to me. Like, I feel, I don't know. I almost feel like I'd like maybe could have been born Brazilian and like, just feel like I fit in really well. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's so big. You know, there's just so much bang for your buck when you go there. Cause yeah. it's like, it's just like shoving together, like, like Chile, Argentina, Colombia, Guatemala, like into like one yeah. country, you know? Yeah. So when you say Brazil, it's like so much, you know, like, uh, like each region could easily be its own country. Totally different. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Que legal. Que legal. Que massa, amigo. <laughs> all right. Cool, man. Um, all right. So, and then, you know, did you, you learned Spanish first, right? Yeah. Uh, before you learned Portuguese, how how did you learn Spanish? Because yes. it helps, right? Oh yeah, yeah. If you know Spanish, Portuguese is like free money. Um, when you start learning, you already know like eighty percent of the stuff basically. But I started learning Spanish because I downloaded Duolingo one day a long time ago, and I thought I knew Spanish because everyone thinks they know Spanish, and it turns out <laughs> I for real, I actually did Spanish. <laughs> Surprise. So then I started actually like <laughs> Duolingo and learning. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I kind of like this. And then um, I needed a job just for like beer money in college. So yeah. I got a job at this Mexican restaurant that was just, it was like kind of in the hood and the money was like really bad, but yeah. everyone speaks Spanish. So I just spoke a lot of Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. was, you know, like illegal immigrant. So I worked there for a while. <laughs> I worked at a couple other Mexican restaurants after that. Yeah. And yeah, I just had I had a good ass time, and I just learned a lot of Spanish because uh, I was just literally like speaking like every day because they did not know any English. Yeah, and I, you kind of have to do something like that because I did that for Spanish, and the Portuguese I was hanging out with the the people that I mentioned at my university. Yeah, yeah, because just hitting the books only takes you so far. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. Um, all right, man. I, I have another question, and we had a uh, pre-interview questionnaire that you filled out. Um, what are your top three most memorable or what are your top three memorable travel experiences listed? You have climbing volcano in Guatemala, Machu Picchu, first time in Reno bonus, getting beer thrown on me in Puerto Escondido. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I, you know, take, take us through all four of those things. If you wouldn't mind. I mean, climbing the volcano, I climbed the volcano with my friend Shaw from Atlanta. He used to work my yeah. old mm-hmm. That was, that was a trip. I barely made it to the top. Um, yeah. And it was just, it was crazy, dude. I, I don't remember how many hours hiking, like straight up. It was something uh-huh. like seven hours, like something like that. And then they wake you up at like four in the morning and then it's another hour and a half to the top. Yeah. But yeah, so to give you an idea of like how much hiking it is and it's like straight up, like the angle is like this and yeah. um yeah, and like the first like five minutes, my legs were on fire, and I like asked people, I was like, "Are we like thirty percent of the way there?" And then they just all started like busting out laughing. Like the guys are just like, "They're like, yeah, we just climbed Kilimanjaro last weekend." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm not gonna make it up this 
fucking volcano. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did, and it was amazing. So that was one. And then Machu Picchu. I mean, I think you've been to Machu Picchu, right? I have, yeah. Yeah. So it's I mean, careful. Yeah. Don't really need an explanation for that one. And then the uh, the first time in Rio, like I was saying, that was just like like a huge like paradigm shift for me, like seeing all of that. And then that's just kind of been like my entrance point to Latin America. Yeah. And all the time that I spent there ever up on. Yeah. And then here in Puerto Escondido, that was a joke. Like, I mean, I remember that, but that was like not like life changing. But um, <laughs> that, me and Wilson were in a bar and and, uh, and then yeah, through a series of events leading up to that, I ended up getting like a beer thrown at me and getting yelled at in Spanish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Who, who is that? Karen? Shout out to Karen. Uh, all right. But uh, no, I mean, like, just so the the listeners know, uh, me and Brian go way back. Me and Brian go way back. I'm interviewing him right now. Podcast Brian is awesome, but you should hang out with him uh, going to the bars because it's really fun. Brian knows his stuff. Uh, <laughs> Brian knows how to party. Um, all right. Cool, man. Uh, so I, you know, this podcast is work from home nomad. And I am sure, you know, if, if you're listening right now, you're wondering, uh, you know, how can I get a remote job? You know? Uh, and I think I, I, I use this example in the first episode where, um, you know, especially last year, a year and a half ago, uh, people would come for like one week or two weeks and wherever I traveled to, uh, because they had time off. Uh, they, they didn't need to work and they had vacation days. Uh, they asked me, how long are you here for? And I'm saying, well, I don't know. Um, I'm here for at least another week, uh, but I go back to work in two days, uh, but I'm going to be here. And people would look at me like really weirdly uh, and they would be frankly envious. Uh, so, and you know, they were like, oh man, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Uh, so I think like moving forward with, you know, your experiences, Brian, personal or what you've seen out there. You know, if somebody went up to you today and asked, um, I want to live your lifestyle too. Uh, I want a remote job. You know, what would you tell them? So I would tell them what, what a wise person told me like two weeks ago that I wish I knew like a long time ago, which is that you need to plan out where you want your end point to be not just professionally or like not even this year, but like with your whole life and then work backwards from there. And you can start figuring out like what you should do to get there. And then, you know, what, how you should do this to get to this, get to this, I'll let you get there. And even if you're going to change it and you probably will change it, it's better to be going in a direction and then shift than to just be not moving at all, which is what most people are doing. So I would say that. So figure out what you actually want first in your whole life and then figure Mm -hmm. out how that applies into your professional life. And then, then start working backwards and then see, you know, the, where like working remote would play into that and how that would help you, you know, get to where you ultimately want to go. Right. And, yeah. And I mean, in terms of like actual skills and things like that, like it's never been easier. There's so much you can do online. There's so many skills you can learn from like doing what I do, like web design, web development, coding, graphic design, uh, sales, like it's a, like a yeah. lot of stuff. I don't even know about video editing, whatever. So <laughs> yeah, true. Like, like, like when you figure out, like you want to go remote, then figure out, you know, like what are some options for things you can do, figure out what makes the most sense for you. 
and then start learning that thing and just spend a lot of time learning because like we have so much time that just gets wasted. And I, I mean, I waste a lot of time too, not as much as I used to, but if you just <laughs> think about like the, the five to 10, like most useless hours you have in a week, like scrolling TikTok or like, <laughs> like clickbait on YouTube, which I still follow sometimes. Just like just watching the, the just like the dumbest shit you do. What if you just took that time and spent it, you know, learning this thing to actually get you to the goal, to be happy, you know, to like get where you want to go. So I would say do that and then do that not from a place of like being motivated by like stress and negativity, but you know, like being pulled towards the positive. So that yeah. you should be feeling everything you do, you should basically be feeling good. If something's making you feeling like shit all the time, that thing's a problem. You need to cut that out of your life, whether it's like a person, job, habit whatever you know so i mean that's my big advice dude preach man i mean i'm i'm hosting this podcast i'm just amazed by the answers i get because i'm just like oh i should be taking this advice right now (laughs) oh man I I, i struggle with this stuff um i mean every day like every day is a struggle and that's kind of like the the cool part about it i guess is that it's not just like you reach a point and then it's like you're happy you win everything's done you know (laughs) No, I, I actually really like that. It's really good perspective because, um, you know, it, it's it's the whole point of marketing, right? It's so fake. Uh, I'm always like on my Instagram showing, you know, beautiful mountains, beautiful beaches, and people are thinking, oh, your life is perfect, Wilson. It's like, actually, it's not. I was like really stressed from work today. Uh, and it's like, you know, we, we face stress like no matter what we do, right? So uh, I, I really actually really like that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then uh, I'll say one more thing too. This from yeah. a book that I read, I was reading it last night. And it said like, when you're like trying to get the inspiration to like do something or get the ball rolling. Yeah. Action is basically life, you know? And that like, that's, I don't remember how exactly he put it, but he put it something like that, where, you know, basically everything that's like living and like people themselves and just everything is, you know, it takes action to get that shit rolling. And when yeah. you're just like sitting there, like not doing something, like procrastinating, you're, you're kind of dying in a way if you think about right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why why is your current lifestyle a good fit for you? Um, this travel at once, but also, um, you know, kill it in digital marketing. Um, I mean, it's a good fit for me because, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just what I like to do. You know, I just like belong abroad, at least for now. And, <laughs> And it, and it lets me do it all. But I'll, I'll say something that I think is like even more important than like, you know, like the working abroad stuff and like however much money you make is like you really like speaking for like myself. Yeah. Like you really can't be happy until you kind of like figure out yourself like mentally and start like thinking about things, you know, in a way that that like is that helps you kind of like be happy. Cause I, right. I used to wish that I won the lottery, like, mm-hmm. like when I was younger and like to be like completely like hundred percent honest, if like I had an option now where I could go back in time, like even, even one year, but you know, longer, like two, three, four or five years, but even one year and I could just press a button and then I would just get granted, like, I don't know, like $10 million, $50 million, a hundred million dollars versus just doing like all this shit that's happened since then, including like catching COVID in Brazil, having a, having a, like a bad time and all the other bad times. Right. I would do that because like, because ultimately like your happiness comes from like the way that you comes from like within, I mean, it sounds stupid, but like the way that you think about things 
and yeah. not from like how much money and success you have, like where you live, if you live in a penthouse or not. Like, you know, like those things yeah. are preferences, but like you, you need to get your, your, like your own shit figured out um, to be happy. And then also it makes all that other stuff easier, but like, it doesn't like the other stuff is like, I don't know, your whole right. happiness, when your whole happiness isn't predicated on it, it's easier to like achieve those things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely. It goes back to uh, Buddhism, right? The fundamental principles. Um, the the fact that you want more, you want more. And I think that's a culture um, of Americans. It's a culture of a lot of cultures uh, where we're saying more is better. Um, but actually, psychologically speaking, more can be more stressful. The more money you have, the more options you have, the more stress you're going to get, right? I mean, is yeah. that kind of along the same lines? Oh, yeah. Dude, that, yeah, that ties into it. I mean, that, that's human nature, I think. But like American, like consumerist culture is like exacerbates that, you yeah. know, like, you're always think you'll be happy. Like once you have once you have something, once you have achieved something and then once you get there, you're never happy. But then, you know, like the real thing is like you're actually happy now with exactly what you have. And you should be going for those things just because because, you know, like you have a preference for them, like you want to challenge, you want to, you know, like expand your capabilities not because your happiness is predicated on that. Cause when you think like that, you're just like living a miserable life. Right. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Brian. I am, I don't have any further questions, but do you have any um, final thoughts uh, that you would like to say before we close this episode? Um, I mean, final thoughts, like I could shout out my website. So my website is growthgalaxy.io, but I will say that like, I'm extremely picky about who I choose to work with. So that's not to like make people feel bad. I just like, I like working with like a certain kind of people and a certain kind of business model. So, I mean, you can go on my website, you can shoot me a thing and we can get in contact, you know, but um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say like, you know, come visit my website and then we'll work together because like, I don't work with like 95 to like 99% of people that reach out to me. So mm-hmm. I'll just throw yeah. that out there. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much, Brian. I really appreciate you taking time to share your experiences. Uh, And thanks for being on the Work From Home Nomad podcast. And uh, I will see you later. I'll I'll see you in like 12 days or whatever. (laughs) It is 12 days. I'm looking forward to it, brother. All right, man. All right.